Hi, Michelle Florendo here, and welcome to Ask a Decision Engineer. Listen in and find out how to untangle big decisions with less stress and more clarity. On today's episode, I share what would be the one thing someone can do to make decision-making less stressful. Sometimes when I'm a guest on a podcast, the host will ask me if you could share just one tip with our listeners on how to make decisions less stressful, what would it be? Now, there's so much that I think people would find helpful to make decisions less stressful, whether it's the three components of any decision, the distinction between the quality of a decision and the quality of the outcome, influence diagrams for determining the best sequence of decisions, or decision matrices to organize the three components in one place, decision trees to map out probable and improbable scenarios, how to think about the value of information and when additional information is not actually that valuable. And the list goes on and on. But if I could only offer one tip, it'd be this. Get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper. It seems like such a simple tip, but writing things down can be such a powerful act. There's so many benefits to writing things down on paper. Writing things down allows you to unburden your mind. By putting thoughts on paper, you relieve yourself of the mental load of carrying all of those thoughts and feelings in the background with you throughout the day, at night, 24-7. This is the reason why studies have shown journaling can decrease stress and anxiety. And as you get those thoughts out of your mind and on paper, the good news is that they're still captured somewhere that you can revisit later if you want. Also, Similar to taking notes by hand, it forces you to slow down. It takes longer to write down a thought than to think it. And as you slow down, you're able to process what's going on in your mind with more clarity, as opposed to watching thoughts whiz by and sometimes get carried away with them. Finally, the act of writing things down makes what's happening in your head more visible making it easier to sift through what's going on so that you can identify what really matters. One time when I was coaching a woman through a big life and career decision, I let her just verbalize her thoughts, and I was the one who took notes. Here are some of my notes on what was going through her head on that day. I want to have kids, but I also want to have a career. What do I do? Maybe I should use this time off to try to have a baby. Or should I look for a new opportunity? If I go too long without switching to a new job, I might get depressed. What if I find a job and I get pregnant? I don't want to waste any time. I'm not getting any younger. We know we want to have a kid. At some point in time, our finances will be strained if I don't find a new job. Though it could be nice to save myself from the stress of a job search. Well, what will people think if I start a job and then have a baby soon? What if I choose not to look for a job and I don't get pregnant? Will having a baby slow my career? Do I care? This is so hard. What if my new job is stressful? Should I start trying to get pregnant? Should I wait to have a baby? How much longer? I don't want to wait too long. I feel overwhelmed. Maybe I should wait. What do I do? 
Once you have things written down on paper, then you can start examining your notes and identifying what's really going on in your decision process here. Take the time to look at three different things. One, what are the top line decisions that need to be made? Two, what do you see in terms of the three different components of any decision? And three, what do you see is happening in terms of your emotions versus your thoughts? Let's dig into the first point. What are the decisions that actually need to be made? As I mentioned in a past episode, decisions are about what you can control, what is within your realm of agency versus what are the things that are outside of your control. If we were to go back and look at the notes from this past client I had, you'd see that there are a couple different decisions that she can make. She can decide whether or not to start looking for a job, and she can decide whether or not to start trying to have a baby. Whether she gets pregnant or not, or whether she lands the job or not, are not actually within her control and are not decisions for her to make. And so it's useful to distinguish what is it that she can control versus what is it that she can't. And by doing so, we zoom in on what are really the decisions she has to face in the current moment. Next, you can sift through your notes to identify what is your starting place with respect to the three components of any decision. Every decision has three components, and I'll teach it to you the same way that Ron Howard, the father of decision analysis, would teach it in Intro to Decision Analysis at Stanford. There are three components to each decision. The first one is objectives, the second is options, and the third is information. Objectives are what it is that matters to you in the outcome. What is it that you're ultimately trying to achieve? Options are the various paths that you're currently considering. What are you choosing among? And information is, you know, what data do you have on how each of those options may deliver against the objectives that you have? Or where are their information gaps? So in looking back at my notes for this client and sifting through what was coming up in these three different components, I noticed a few things. Some of her statements indicated what were some of the things that really mattered to her in the outcomes. She mentioned things about timing, like I'm not getting any younger. We know we want to have a kid and I don't want to wait too long. There was something about finances. At some point in time, our finances will be strained if I don't find a new job. She hinted at mental well-being as an objective. If I go too long without switching to a new job, I might get depressed. Or it could be nice to save myself from the stress of a job search. What if my new job is stressful? And then there are also nods toward career aspirations. Will having a baby slow my career? And also concerns about what other people would think. What will people think if I start a new job and then have a baby soon? Sometimes sifting through the thoughts that you write down can shine a light on what are some of the objectives that are playing out in your mind, which then leads you to the next step of figuring out, well, what are the objectives that really matter? And that's where I went next with that client. In the area of options, I noticed that mostly she was currently considering the binary choices of do or don't. With respect to a job, do I start looking or do I not start looking? 
with respect to pregnancy, do I start trying or do I not start trying? And then with respect to information, mostly there's a focus on uncertainties, asking, well, what if this? What if that? What if this? It didn't seem like she had that much information thus far, which again is a useful thing to know. When you're looking through your notes and you're trying to figure out where is your starting point when it comes to objectives, options, and information, it's also useful to notice which one is the most challenging to deal with at the moment. Once you've sifted through your notes to identify what are the decisions you're contemplating right now, and where is your starting point with respect to the three different components of a decision, objectives, options, and information, then it's good to take some time to also identify what are the emotions that are surfacing versus the thoughts that you have written down. In this particular case with my client, I knew that she was experiencing quite a bit of stress and anxiety. So those were the emotions. And we were seeing it play out. Some of her thoughts indicated what it was that she was stressed out or anxious about. What's useful about identifying what's going on with your thoughts and what's going on with your emotions is to also identify whether they're on the same page or if they're on different pages. There have been so many times when I've coached people through decisions who were stuck because their heads and their hearts were not on the same page. But once we were able to understand that that was going on, it opened the door for moving forward. To recap, if I had to give just one tip to anyone to help them make decision-making less stressful, it would be to get those thoughts and emotions out of your head and heart and onto paper. There's so many benefits to writing things down. It helps you unburden your mind. It can decrease your stress levels. It helps you slow down your thinking so that it can be more clear. And there's the added benefit of being able to see things visibly and sift through what's going on. Once you've written things down, you can review your notes and look for a few different things. One, what are the decisions that have to be made right now? And what are outside of your control? Where's your starting point when it comes to the three components of any decision? your objectives, your options, and the information you have or don't have. And third, what are the thoughts that are coming up versus the emotions? Are they on the same page or are they at odds? In future episodes, I'll provide more detail on how to work with each of these different areas. But for now, if you're facing a big stressful decision, grab a pen and piece of paper and unburden your mind. Let it pour out, and then read through to see what emerges. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you know of someone who might benefit from learning more about how to make good decisions, please send them a link to our website, askadecisionengineer.com. The website, askadecisionengineer.com, is also the place to go if you're interested in more resources on decision-making or would like to submit a question to potentially be answered on a future episode. Again, this is Michelle Florendo from Ask a Decision Engineer. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.